We're now more than one year into this pandemic, and for many office workers, that has meant a full year now of working from home. But over the next few months, office life or some sort of it is going to come back, and it may look a little different than when you left it. Rico Gerani Mola has been writing about the future of the office and what a year from working from home has taught us. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Teddy. So... In white-collar America, there was this exodus from the office. How would you say that this, you know, kind of grand, sort of weird social experiment has gone overall? It's gone a lot better than people might have expected. Both people working from home, you know, just regular office shows like me and you um, have had a better time of it. And managers and employers have actually liked it a lot, too. For them, our productivity hasn't gone down. Some people even say their productivity's gone up since working from home. Mm. You know, they get to skip a commute. They have fewer people coming up to and bothering them in the office. So our productivity hasn't gone down. And management thinks like, hey, you know, maybe I don't need as much expensive office real estate. This seems to work. Why not? You know, but this is also sort of a two-sided coin. Mm. Um, A lot of people, even though they like working from home and say they want to continue doing so in the future, are also reporting being really burned out and tired and, you know, just not knowing where the boundary ends. And it's hard to know, like, what part of that is being in the middle of a global health crisis and what part of that is, you know, just regular work from home blues. Yeah. I mean, do you think that we're going to go back to, quote unquote, 100 percent normal or how are companies thinking about what the situation and setup will be, say, in a year's time? Offices aren't going to go anywhere. You know, obviously some companies might get rid of offices. Some might get more office space. They're not going anywhere, but there's, there's really like three ways to think of it. You know, everyone going back to the office or going fully remote. But the thing that is probably going to happen is this so-called hybrid work model where some of your workers go into the office some of the time and you sort of get to choose. Uh, I think the sweet spot that people want is somewhere between two and three days a week where they would get to work from home. And Ronnie, I imagine not all workers feel similarly about this. Tell me what you're hearing about what types of people are more excited to go into the back to the office, what types of people are less excited. Break that down for me. Yeah, it really varied uh, by demographic. Mm -hmm. You had younger people who you might have expected, you know, people who are used to using video calls who are a bit more tech savvy. A lot of people thought that, you know, they would be like, oh, this is great. I love working from home. But More often than not, young people thought that they're sort of missing their opportunity to get mentorship, to advance in their jobs. Uh, They are also more likely to have a roommate situation, work with a lot of people at home or have young kids at home. So working from home isn't as great for them. So they were less uh, bullish on working from home. The people who liked it more are older people, people who are either managers and were like, wow, this is great. You know, people aren't bothering me all the time by, you know, tapping on my office door or people who have more established careers, they don't need mentorship and, you know, they might actually just have nicer houses to be in all the time. Yeah, sure. Um, Then there's also some breakdowns by, uh, obviously parents have had a harder time of this. Uh, That might change once people have a bit more childcare. Uh, One interesting stat was uh, how this breaks down by race. Slack did a survey of black knowledge workers and something like 97% of them uh, said that they wanted to continue working from home or having some sort of hybrid work model compared to like 79% of white workers. And um, they they just had a 
better quality of work and living by being able to work from home. Part of that has to do with not having to do as much code switching, you know, policing how they talk and who they're talking to also kind of cut down on some like microaggressions that had happened in the office and, you know, just gave them a little more space from those incidents to sort of recover. Um, So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Sarani, with a lot of people not wanting to return to the office five days a week, I wonder what this means for cities and for office parks and for suburbia. What's this going to mean kind of physically in what America looks like in a work environment where people are often at their homes and aren't necessarily needing to, you know, go to a big office building? There's going to be a lot of uh, repercussions that, uh, at the full extent of which we don't really know yet. One thing is that you know people might be able to live further afield. You don't have to live in New York City. You could live a bit further away from the office if you don't have to go there all the time or ever. Um, another repercussion is that uh, a lot of the para industries, the sort of industries that make their money because you or I used to go into the office in Midtown New York or something like that, They depended on me buying lunch or me getting my nails done and things like that. So Mm -hmm. you might see repercussions, like negative repercussions in those industries going forward. For the most part, this means less of an impetus on having to be in the biggest cities. Um, You know, you could maybe go towards smaller cities or you have your workforce be a little more dispersed in, you know, a bunch of different cities around the country or not cities at all. And, and the layout of offices actually themselves might be different. Someone gave me an estimate that offices used to be something like 80% personal space and 20% shared space. When you go back, it might be something like 80% shared space and 20% personal, you know, your own desk. And Ronnie, I imagine like actual day-to-day work is going to look a little bit different too, right? As sort of a consequence of this, you know, you might see more sort of automated work or more communication doesn't happen simultaneously. But the one thing I'm most curious about is sort of workplace culture, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, you know, the proverbial water cooler conversation that we've been deprived of over the last year uh, is important to some to some companies. And I wonder, what is kind of the future of workplace culture? You know, it's it's funny. We were able to be just as productive at home, but like culture is something that's so much harder to create when you're not in the same room as people. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to it. I heard a lot of people saying, you know, we just have to be much more intentional. We have to make sure we have a lot of one-on-ones, that we're all like on the same page. And like we, we understand that we have this shared set of values so that, we're, you know, we're not a company where there's all these different silos and people are making decisions that aren't kind of in line with other people in the company, just because, you know, we haven't had this sort of same shared set of experiences in the office. Um, one funny thing I, I point to in the article, uh, there was a Bloomberg story about how a lot of um, people were reporting their employers since the pandemic began, like to the SEC for certain like financial malfeasance, you know, just because they were Further away from their bosses, they had a little bit more distance and were more likely mm. to sort of report their bosses uh, for bad behavior. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that that's kind of one funny upshot of this. But like the more day to day meaningful one is like, do you really understand the place you work in? And does it really you know fit with your values? And do you fit with the place? Things are going to look different. Ronnie Mola, senior data reporter here at Recode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. 
So one more thing before we go, next week, Rico Daily is off for a spring break. Tune in to listen to some of our favorite episodes from the last few months, and we hope you enjoy, and we'll see you two Mondays from now. Thanks.